as usual, we are our hosts, Cody and Jason. Hello! And we are really excited to do another book club today, talking about the shadow of what was lost. I am. But before we get into that, some news. I am some fantasy, sci-fi news, all that. I am. The first thing I have is that the Ahsoka series um, is coming out on August 23rd. And they released a clip from it this week. I am. Or this last week when this releases. Um, but it was uh, kind of a cool fight and some flying showing off Hera and I am um, Chopper, excuse me, uh, Chopper and uh, just some really cool clips from it that is making me really excited for the show. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yeah, no, I'm actually excited because, again, you, you've been hyping this up to me. So I'm actually getting on the hype train. I'm getting excited just because I'm like, I want to see my main boy thrown. Yo. Oh, I'm excited for that. I've seen a couple first looks at him, like from the trailers and such. And I think he looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I probably should go watch the trailers then because I don't. Because in my mind's eye, whenever I read about Thrawn, I always pictured Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> he would have been perfect, honestly. I think I don't think you could have done better than having him as Thrawn. But I think that this one's going to be really good just based on the little clips I've seen. Yeah. So uh, I'll have to go watch the trailers. And then if you want to, maybe what we could do for a video is like we do a tag team trailer breakdown. <laughs> So, yeah, so the next bit of news, uh, you had something, right, Jason? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, so last weekend, me and the wifey went and saw the Haunted Mansion movie. And I just got to say, I was very pleasantly surprised. They had an amazing cast. The acting was phenomenal. And this one, compared to the Eddie Murphy one, actually had more info and references to the darn ride that it's based off of. <laughs> yeah, so... You're talking about the seat that the... So, yeah. So, again, at the Haunted Mansion, they have a room for seances. And basically where the medium, the head supernatural person, so to speak, sits, it is shaped exactly like the chair in the ride. When you sit down and you get fastened in, it is in the exact same outline. Uh, the villain, it is the same voice. It actually now has a story because one of the lines in the ride is, we have 900, yeah, yeah wait, 99,999 souls, but we could always make room for one more. Yeah. It has a story on why it is that. So it is just really good. It's fantastic storytelling. It's got a lot of good references. It's funny. Again, the awesome cast has got jamie lee curtis danny devito owen wilson those are just like the big names that popped out but there's a lot of others like oh, crap i can't remember her name but no like seriously there are so many great actors and actresses in the movie and the acting is superb the story is great there are points where emotionally i felt connected to the characters like it's it is just done extremely well it is fun. It is funny. A little spooky, but again, it's the Haunted Mansion, so they gotta they gotta throw in the jump scares here and there. Yeah. Are you talking about Rosario Dawson? Yes, oh, I think okay. so. Tiffany Haddish, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jared Leto's in it as well. Uh, Creek Wilson, Ben Layden. Yes, it was Rosario Dawson. I just cannot remember. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, she does a fantastic job. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, she's Ahsoka. Okay, okay. Yeah, Rosario Dawson. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was like, that's right. I was like, I recognize the face. <laughs> oh, she's a really great actress. I really enjoy her. Yeah, she she does phenomenal in everything she does. Well, cool. So, so yeah, definitely highly recommend. I personally give it like a, a solid seven point five to eight out of ten. Like it's it's really good. Nice. I'm so excited to see it. That's like my wife's favorite ride. So yeah, like like there was a couple points where you're just like, oh, that's cringy, that's awkward, but it's part of the experience. Like they did it on purpose. Yeah. And that's one thing that I just, I was like, 
okay, you made a choice to suck with it. I felt what you were trying to convey. Okay, I may have not liked the feeling, but that you were trying to make me feel that. I'm good for it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'm so excited. So, yeah, definitely recommend. <laughs> well, I have one other piece of news. I am, and that is a trailer dropped. Just the, I think it was today, or at least I saw it today. It might have been a couple of days ago. But it's the first uh, official trailer, not just a teaser, but actual trailer for Percy Jackson and the Olympians, a season one. And uh, it's now going to be released in December of 2023. I am so excited. I thought it was being way pushed back into 2024. But no, they're going to have it come out in 2023 now. And I think it was December 20th. And it looks phenomenal. I am so excited for this. I am, I am, yeah, it's definitely going to be a show that we're going to watch and recap and do all that like we did with our first episodes of Rings of Power and such. Yep, which you can also expect that same kind of content when uh, Will of Time comes out here in a couple of weeks. Oh, is it coming out that soon? Uh, starts uh, beginning of September. Oh, I need to rewatch the first episode or the first season. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I might need to rewatch it too, just so that way I can go in with a fresh mind and kind of going forward and just kind of keep in mind that this is a new turning of the wheel. Yeah. Have that, have that kind of concept. Take Brandon Sanderson's words to heart. <laughs> oh, definitely. Well, that's exciting. We're going to have some really great themes coming and we're excited to share this all with you guys. I'm... But speaking of themes to share with you is The Shadow of What Was Lost by James Islington. Yep, our main content here, sure. which I just want to give a quick shout out. KR, thank you so much for subscribing to our channel and actually kind of following along with this book club. Yeah, I know you've already awesome. finished the, I know you've already finished the book, but dude, like seriously, that that made that made my week. Just the fact you're like, yeah, I know I've been reading the book and then listening to your guys' podcast as you got along with, dude. Seriously, thank you so much that. We're just happy people are listening to this. <laughs> yeah. I think I also I think it's so cool that you're reading it along with us. And uh, I definitely understand why you jumped ahead and finished it because I've wanted to so badly each time, but Yep, nope, I am the anchor. I'm the one key I'm the one holding you back. <laughs> Cause I'm the slow reader. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> oh, it's such a good book though. And I'm excited to talk uh, about these chapters. There's some really good stuff in them today really do like good crime i love these chapters they were so good they are i am should we just start chapter 40 and work our way through yep this is where we the story just flows like from point a point b for these five chapters so it's easy just for us to go chapter by chapter for this one yep i am so yeah chapter 40 Caden. i am yeah there's a lot like take it away what were your thoughts I was like, this is where Caden's acting a little sussy here. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but it's, this is the thing that I've really loved and appreciated with this. With all these characters, they make choices that make sense to them. Yeah, they do. And so Caden going through, experiencing all this, you're like, I get it. I, I understand why he would think this way. Yeah. Um. So I thought it was really cool that they bring up all those things with his past and he it's all fulfilling. All those things from way earlier are all coming together. I am this is definitely getting to the apex. And mm -hmm. how so first when they first get there and he gets put in prison and then they meet I am was it Ilsa? I he, think so. Yeah, the evil guy, Ilseth, yep. Yeah, Ilseth, because he, he got thrown in prison last last podcast. <laughs> yeah, and he immediately talks to him, and then we find out what he says. And right, I loved that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, yeah, so basically what the Ilseth says to uh, Talkamar, or Kaden, Honored Lord. Has the time finally come? Yeah. What? Oh, I have so many questions and theories and just where is this going? 
this is where it's like it's your dark lord theory coming to fruition and i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) oh it's gonna be so good though it's gonna be really good like i'm enjoying i'm i really like these chapters because we're getting more of a caden arc we're getting the caden's arc and i love it so these chapters have done two major things for me one made me realize that the main characters so like were and torin are worrying towards the same person were and i'm Fabian mm-hmm. are older than i thought okay for some reason i don't know i does it say their actual age earlier on oh good question i don't know because in my mind i kept picturing them as like i no oh. teenagers like 15 yeah, I was thinking 15, 16, but no, I think they might be like 18, like, 19. I think, yeah, like late teens, early 20s, because it talks about how Word grew a full beard. And, yeah! <laughs> and it was things like that one, like, whoa, wait a second, okay. And then the other thing is with Talcamar and Caden, how even though he's probably hundreds of years old, is how it felt to me at the beginning, he's. 20 they're all the same age not he might not actually be but because his memory's gone and everything he doesn't physically yeah well and mentally right now mentally he is too where he doesn't have all those hundreds of years that you you expect of the old sage type thing i think he's talking Uh... to kara to the princess and he starts blushing and he doesn't know what to say and all those things (laughs) with her that <laughs> I, I just I didn't expect any of that because I always saw him as honestly like the Gandalf figure but he just okay. didn't realize he was the Gandalf figure yet mm, okay. And so I just didn't expect him to be so relatable and so young and how and inexperienced and just talking to a girl that he finds attractive okay I, and I googled it Davian's 16 years old Okay. So either A, their genetics allow them to grow beards very quickly. I mean, some people do are able to yeah, grow some beards when they're younger. Um, yeah, so that that could be a trait that they had in the hair. But uh, yeah, 16 years old. And actually, uh, the, the thought that came to my mind is like, okay, yes, Talcumar's memory have been wiped. If this is true, and they're like 16, 17-year-olds... He's still, like, Talcumar is still, in one respect, in body, a 16, 17-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah. So, it makes sense why he would be blushing, why he, he'd be that uh, socially awkward teenager. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. His body may be it, but his, his body, and right now, since his mind isn't completely there, it's, hey, it could work. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm pulling for worse specifically. Because I think we might be a little bit older. No, yeah. He's 16 at the start of the trilogy as well. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. Nope. It's good to know. Uh, so now we're into chapter 41. Or or do you still have stuff on you want know, to talk about on 40? Because I just I'm... remember one thing. I'll go for it. Uh, Terrace. Uh, ter- this because this big this chapter is actually I want to say more focused on Terrace coming from mm-hmm. Caden's perspective, where we see uh, Terrace like interacting with the elders, with some of the people, some of the friends he still has on the council. Yeah, I thought that was a little odd. That he still has friends. <laughs> I mean, yes, but also that they were so instantly accepting of him. Yeah. That they're like, yeah, we'll hide you. Of course we'll hide you. And it's just like, okay. It just, yeah. it felt a little convenient. Mm, okay, makes sense. And I can see that. I it, People do that, though. I'm not saying it's not realistic. It just, as it went, I expected it to be a little All bit one. more. Go ahead. I'll say one of them was not as accepting. Yeah, but even that felt a little flat. Yeah. These I feel like Terrace. 
go ahead. Uh, anyway, go. I was, was going to say, I feel like just this entire part with Terrace is like, okay, Terrace, Terrace can take back seat right now. We're, we're turning him into the Gandalf character, the wise old guy who you, you can trust. <laughs> yeah. I... Yeah. I just, I feel like this part was a lot more of people doing things because the plot dictated it. Those characters. I am. Because they're not main characters. Whereas okay. the main characters, they're fully fleshed out, but these other characters just didn't feel flushed out. They didn't feel like people, they felt like doing things because that's just what the plot dictated needed to happen. Yeah, I, I can see that. Whereas, like, uh, so this is the one thing that I loved and hated at the same time in Will of Time. Mm -hmm. uh, they have, a, they basically have a term for plot armor that makes it part of the world. It's called being to yeah, it's called being Taviran, meaning that the will will actually shift and change things for their benefit. That's funny. That's like such a it, great way to do it. Exactly. I that's one that's why I was like, I love it, but I also kind of hate it. But in when you're reading it and they're just like, oh, this conveniently worked out as like pff, stupid Taviran. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even the characters know this they're uh, matt i think matt or oh no 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 it's i want to say naive like or cat swain like one of the characters is like bloody tabiran <laughs> so of course everything works out for them they're stinking tabiran <laughs> that's so funny that's awesome so uh, that, that that's just again sorry that, that was a side tangent because yeah yeah you're good <laughs> Oh, this yeah. is a fun way to, for it to be like canon for it to, for the plot to conform to them. <laughs> I like it. Oh, yeah. All right, so on to forty-one. Yes, where's reunion? Yeah, I, I thought this was really well done. I thought so too. I really liked it. It felt heartfelt. It. It made you feel good. Like, it was good. And I like how we see we're kind of going through it. He's just like, I dread this just because I don't want to be politics, but I do miss my family and I can't wait to see them. Like, I love how we see that aspect with War. Yeah, he's torn between his freedom and the love for his family, his responsibility. I, he recognizes he's going to have to, but he's still trying to accept that he's going to lose that one the freedom that he's had for the past few years yeah it's like again i love the way they did it just it was very well done i love how he goes to see uh, his cousin first and they're like yeah let's get you bathed let's get you trimmed let's get you let's get your, you family can wait. <laughs> your family can wait an hour let's make you presentable and <laughs> then the tailor just being like, why are you a prince wearing this garbage? No. It's just like, it's comfy. I... <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I love. There's so many times where he does this, where he just puts a single line in that you know the conversation that happened. You can create the whole thing in your head and it becomes some of the funniest parts because you're just like adding this thing that you're just like, hmm, yeah, I know how that went. <laughs> Yeah, it very much leads it to the reader's imagination to fill in that dialogue. And I love it. It's a good way to, like, one, it does speed it up. And mm -hmm. two, it, it gives the reader its own interpretation of things that was happening. Yeah, and honestly, I think it's my favorite thing that he does. And he yeah. does it consistently. And it's really well done. It's not too often. Like, it mm -hmm. doesn't do it every single page or anything like that. Even not every, every chapter. Um, but he does it enough that you notice and just go i appreciate that yeah like it gives it like a that montage kind of feel to it yeah where Definitely. like as it's going as you're reading through it you can throw in your own music in your head as it's going through with the quick bursts of dialogue and then <laughs> you yep. so and then i love his interaction with his dad his family just and then he sees asha again Ash, yeah and i still this is the thing that i really love that he does is like yeah no everybody believes that davian's dead 
So I guess I better get Terrace off scot free. <laughs> yeah. Which in turn could be throwing Davian in the in, in the doghouse. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. And I'm very <laughs> interested in how that's gonna go. Oh, I, Me too. But I do really appreciate that Asha instantly just says, No, he is alive and she tells him. I mean, it doesn't it just says he says, tell me everything. And so it's implied because we haven't gotten back to them. Mm -hmm. But you know that she told him what happened, that she saw Davian. And so they know he's going to come back. Oh, yeah. And it's just, I love, this is one thing that I do like with Asha that is very endearing, is the fact that she is stubborn, especially yeah. about her friend's survival. Oh, yeah. And this is where it becomes very, very prevalent. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was looking at 42. And okay. I had a problem with the start of it. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I felt like we had covered everything in 41. Oh, yeah. We did. We're moving on to 42 now. We're Now we're back to Katie. Right. So my problem was that when I first read the start of the chapter, I felt like suddenly they were just talking to Caroline. Caroline, yeah, I'm mm. um, and I felt Cara. like it didn't, yeah, Kara for the Kara, whatever. I'm um, that it, it didn't segue, and it went from them being and like talking to the mages to suddenly being there and talking to them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I felt like these are two separate places that they were at. I know it's not, but it felt like two separate places, and uh, they just suddenly transported over. And I just reread the intro part, and my mind completely blocked out the entire first paragraph when I read it last <laughs> time. Oh, so, yeah. That one's on me. <laughs> it, was a, <laughs> it was a good, quick transition over. I was like, okay, they got through. It went surprisingly well. We're now here. We know everything in the past fail. Like, they didn't get what they needed from the a council, so they are turning to the princess. Yeah, th this is the thing you gotta. This is the one thing I've learned is just like what James Islington's writing is sometimes you just gotta go with it. You just gotta roll with it. If you miss something, you, it, it's probably on you. <laughs> he just goes so quick. <laughs> he does. And it's because there's so much to the story. And I love it. That's good. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And this is the start of where Caden is just absolutely like. Uh, Baller, yeah. man. Like. Well, Dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, get into that. The first, it's where he's infatuated. That was what I was looking at it for. Oh, he's okay. Infatuated with Kara. And it's really funny to see. And that's the moment where I realized I'm like, okay, no, this guy, even though he probably is hundreds of years old, he's a 20 year old guy or he's a late teenager that has no experience in this. And mm -hmm. especially not with a princess. Mm -hmm. Makes me feel bad for a lark. <laughs> uh, but then again, you also got to kind of remember too is, okay, imagine you're standing in front of a ruler. And, and she's pretty. <laughs> you're like, she can technically take me down a peg. But dang, she's gorgeous. <laughs> but she can throw me in prison. But dang. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. It's just really entertaining. And like I said, it just I just didn't realize. And now I do. Mm -hmm. um, but I really like how Kara through all this seemingly has two personas. Yes. And because it's her face and then it's what's underneath. And mm -hmm. the thing I really like is that Kara has that face, the stone-cold look, and she carries that all the way through until he saves her life. And then it's yeah. gone. And it's so cool how they do that, where you see it, you see that stone-cold. I mean, you've seen the other, so you know she has it. But from Kaden's perspective, all he sees is stone-cold until he saves her. And he is an absolute baller in that fight. Like, brah. <laughs> What's really cool is that he, uh, James Islington, 
he laid the groundwork for this fight. Yes, he did a great job with it. He did, and I mean, it's the areas where you see all these inexperienced augers playing with their abilities, figuring them out, and then you see Talcamar, who does it on instinct and just plays off all of it so powerfully and so well that it's just second nature and it's easy. And even these, excuse me, I'm blind. Yeah, the blind, but these super soldiers, essentially, by mm -hmm. the Spartans with augmented armor. <laughs> <laughs> and a reference to Halo, uh, not to the ancient Spartans. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I see where you're going with it. Uh, I'll, I'll let you finish. Uh, but he goes up against them, and they're still easy. What he's worried when he first goes in, it's easy. Because he is so in tune with his abilities just naturally that he's able to do this yeah uh, i was gonna use the comparison again with halo it's like master chief going up against these new spartans yeah like he's just like this is so second nature to Caden. Caden again his body's been doing this for thousands of years even though without the memory he has his body, he instinctually knows what to do. And that's what made this so, this entire fight so cool and so awesome. Is the fact he breaks it down from base. And I love how he doesn't go, oh, I use con, I use essence. He's just like, mm -hmm. I slow time down. Just using the normal terminology that everybody knows and associates with. And goes and lays the entire groundwork for it. And goes through the fight. It just, it made it so good. It did. And this is, from him, it's not a scholar or someone who's, like, studied it to learn all the secrets of Kong. This is a mm -hmm. soldier who uses it in battle. This is someone who yes. uses it because it's practical. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool to see. Yes, and it's actually really cool to see it from Kane's perspective, and then when we get Davian's perspective, when he's been learning how to use Khan in essence, because that's where we see the two different sides of it, where we see Caden explaining how to use it practically, and then Davian is the scholar, where he breaks it down on how, okay, using Khan to do this, using essence to do that. Mm -hmm. So this is where it's really cool to see it on both sides of the spectrum. It is. And I love it. I I love that I am duality. Um, it's it's powerful, honestly. It's really powerful to see it and help you to understand it, understand its potential, and just through mm -hmm. subtle things. He doesn't have to sit down and explain every detail of it. He just yeah. shows it, and I love how he does that. Me too. I am one of the things I really enjoyed. I think could have been better is when he's fighting them he's counting them down as he kills them I mm -hmm. love that trope it's one of my all time favorites I am but word choice wise it kind of bugged me where he went because he got the first one and he goes four and then he kills the next two and he goes three two three two it could have been of, two well it could have been because he kills one of them, then takes a dagger from him and throws it into the other. As he kills oh. them, I figure it'd be three. Throws the dagger, two, and then goes on. And it just, to me, okay. it, it, that's how my mind put it. And I was like, oh, it should be this way. But <laughs> obviously it shouldn't because he wrote it. And yeah. That's just me having fun with it. And how, I just loved it so much. And I love that trope. It's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, my mind went to Deadpool for there for a second. Because <laughs> again, it's the highway scene. He's like, okay, I got non bullets. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually I love that in there too. It's the same trope done in its own unique way. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then again, I just love how we see Caden's real character, where he's just like, yeah, okay, I could lead the princess here. Or I'm gonna I'm gonna be the nice guy and actually take her back. I weighed the reactions here. I would rather suffer the consequences than let the princess die. Yep. Um. Then he's just like, I didn't do it for a reward. I did it because it was the only choice. But it's 
the only choice. I can't just leave you. And that's how he sees it. That's his genuine feelings. There was no choice. Yeah. So now we're into chapter 43. Hold on. There is one more thing. Okay. One more thing? Oh, yeah. The, the trek back. No. The betrayal. Ooh, which one? From his vision. Okay. Yeah. I actually... Uh, I, I don't think I fully saw that coming. I thought it was actually going to be something that like starts leading him away from the rest of the group onto his own journey. Mm -hmm. But no, it came to a much bigger plot twist to me that I didn't see coming. That I know. Yeah. So it's that this is entire war, this intro part with the blind is to kill him. It's to stop mm -hmm. him before he can get his memory back. At least that's the theory that they're going with right now. Yeah. And for all we know, it could be a bit of both. Where it could be like, you know what? Let's hedge our bets. Like what he did. He was hedging his bets. Yeah. So he's like, okay. They could be going, okay, let's hedge our bets. Let's see if we can kill him before he gets his memory back. Or if he does, let's see if we can turn to our side. It, it, it's very Palpatine-like. <laughs> it is. It's, it's methodical, manipulative. It's doing it's playing both sides in the sense of you have your desired result but if that doesn't work out you have your backup plan of course we want him on our side he's powerful he's an ancient being that has mastered all of these things as obviously dangerous so either we get him on our side or we kill him. much similar to dalinar with uh Odium, with yeah. race Yep. And yes, I just got to that. I will talk about that later. Anyways. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that after the podcast. We can dive more into that. <laughs> but, yeah. dude. Uh, so, now we get... Oh, yeah. Then he comes back and Terrace is like, I, I know what happened. <laughs> yeah. And I love how Kay's like, okay, you know, I'm coming clean. I I'm picking your side because the other side tried to stab me. Exactly. <laughs> I know which side I'm on now, and I'm going to stick with it. And I like you guys a lot better because you're understanding and not trying to stab me right now when you have every right to. And I just love how Terrace throughout, he's just like, he wants to be angry, but he gets it. <laughs> yeah. And I really enjoy Terrace. I think he's a really great character to add to it. I am. Mm -hmm. He just needs to be flushed out more. <laughs> well, they're doing that. That's chapter yeah. 44. Revealing some secrets. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With, uh, yeah, Davian's end. Anyway. Mm -hmm. I was saying, I want more from the man's perspective. <laughs> but. <laughs> well, that's the thing. But that's what. His character uh, uh... won't reveal it. Yeah, this, this is where I was like, but this is where it makes his character more interesting, more intriguing, because now he's more mysterious. <laughs> and it's not just a, ooh, it's a mysterious character kind of way. It's this character is genuinely mysterious. This is his personality. He doesn't give information willingly. He has to mm -hmm. like be forced to share information. I feel like there's no other option to reveal any kernel of truth. Like, he is a locked vault, man. Like, he is not saying Jack unless yep. it is absolutely necessary. And even then, he only shares what he feels they need to know in order to keep going with what his plan is. I mean, this is a very Dumbledore-esque individual in the sense of he's manipulative and shares information he needs to get the job done. And then afterwards, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. Now we get into chapter 43, where it is the consequences of 42. Yes. Which I find is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very positive consequences. 
Very positive. But again, I love how, like, during it, Kara comes in and is just like, all right, tell me the whole story. Don't don't bullcrap me. Just just lay it out. I, I got time. Tell me. <laughs> and he does. And to his credit, he does. He's mm-hmm. fully committed. And then it just keeps building and starting to bind characters together. And it's going... I don't know. I I think this chapter in itself is there wasn't a ton to say about it. I um, other than it's developing the characters and tying characters together, whether it's to rip them apart later or to just build them stronger to see how their unified force going on. Yeah, it's just we see a lot more of Elric's jealousy come out here. Yeah. Poor guy friend zoned forever oh dude that it's rough <laughs> and, and this is the thing and you're and again you gotta be think alaric's gotta be thinking this too he's like i'm at least a knight i'm her guard this schlub is coming in and stealing the girl i like <laughs> you know i like you i feel like you are special and that you can do a lot of good for us but you leave her alone <laughs> she's mine buddy <laughs> and that's where they're like technically she's hers <laughs> let her pick <laughs> you know it's it's really it's really sad the poor guy i just feel so bad for him but he's it's at the point where it's all gonna come out that he's like said these things and he's gonna have his foot shoved so far into his mouth that he's just like, all right, well, I'm gonna go somewhere and go crying myself into sleep. It's, he's gonna be one of those things like, you know what? I need a year. I just need a year to be myself and I'll catch you guys later. Mm-hmm. Peace. <laughs> yep, and then he's gonna come back, be independent, strong, and be a great he's asset gonna- to the team. He's going to be a strong, independent man that needs no woman. (laughs) (laughs) Until two chapters later when he finds the new girl. Until two chapters later, he actually sees Kara with Kid and goes, No! (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be good, though. It's going to be interesting. It is. I think it's going to be really fun. And I think that uh, Elric is going to... He's going to have some really good character development um, and it's going to be it's going to be that it's going to be he's going to be able to move on and be a lot more independent but then also he's going to be a lot more self-confident because right now he's cocky i mm-hmm. he knows he's good but he has a lot of pride and i think he's going to come back and he's going to tame that pride and it's going to be very much confidence. And he's going to be able to face Talcomar one-on-one and be able to be a match for him eventually. He's probably going to get some of that armor. They're going to transition it into their use of it. Oh, interesting. I and do like that idea. That. So that's, that's my bet. That's my guess. No, I like that, I guess. Where it's like they get the armor. He's like, okay. I'm going to be the test dummy. I need to get better. I need to be able to fight Caden one-on-one. Yep. Well, it's going to be really cool. And then he's going to be like the, maybe not the general, but like the commander. He's going to be the first one leading the charge. He'll be like Adolin, basically. Yeah. And he's going to be the one leading the charge in, and he's going to be wearing the armor and fighting off against all of them, against all the blind. Yep, and then Caden comes in. It's like, I got your back, bro. He's like, I don't need you. <laughs> yep, this is definitely going to be a, a Kaladin, Adolin like, situation. Yeah. yeah, I can see that, and I'm excited for it. <laughs> Me too. That was going to be great. Okay. All right, so chapter 44. Yes. We're back to Davian. Yep, and he meets a very pretty girl for the second time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he describes her that way like six times. Yeah. He's like, dang. That. He's like, dang, she pretty. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Man, I'm pretty. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I had to throw Johnny Bravo in here. <laughs> hey, pretty mama. <laughs> hey, pretty mama. Do you want to know how to use this call on here? <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. You're good. I, I'll, I'll stop right now. <laughs> You're good. I'm just way too tired. <laughs> I know. We we got to make ourselves laugh here. <laughs> yeah. All right, All right, so, so what do you think of Eshel and what's his name? Delenius. They Delenius. seem very sketch. Yeah. But it's one of those like, I do not fully trust them, as Davian does not fully trust them. But they might have some good points, but I can see them trying to manipulate him. I definitely agree. I think they're they're trying to manipulate them for their cause, mm-hmm. and I think that they're spinning half truths. Yep. Um, and there's things that they believe, but it doesn't mean that it's true. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really interesting that way. I am. Um, I don't know. They really bug me. Oh, they bug the living crap out of me. So at the end of the chapter, I'm like, yeah, Davian. <laughs> Way not to simp for her. <laughs> Way to not succumb to temptation, my friend. Way to go. <laughs> yep. I was, I was actually really impressed. Like, he's just like, nope, nope. I'm gone. Although, I think the big part of it is like, like, yeah, yeah, well, you drugged me! <laughs> it's true, but this section actually brings up something. Mm-hmm. Did you notice the shift in him since the time he's returned? Uh, kind of. I, like, I've noticed that he's, like, a little bit more cocky, so to speak. He's, it's cocky, and it's manipulative Mm -hmm. he seems a lot more callous to anything around him i and yeah go ahead he's a lot more judgy so to speak like this is where in one respect uh again she she really doesn't know well okay actually she, she does know quite a bit but it seems like she doesn't know. And so Davian is t- putting himself on like the higher prideful level of like, oh, child, yeah. you think you know how to do this. When it, she, I'm pretty sure she's got her own education where her education was mostly on the streets. But you can still feel like the judgment he has, especially when she is using the reading ability on people so she can manipulate them. Yes, I am. And a lot of it goes back to his training and how he was trained with it all, but it's I'm trying to put it into words how I feel about Davian's personality and personality change. Um, Because he is a lot more confident and he does put himself above her. Um, But a lot of that has to do with how he was trained is everything he did he got he had to earn it and he had to essentially manipulate his way into getting it mm-hmm. and he's not going to reveal anything and i was just really surprised that well, at first i was surprised because he's like he's going to trade that for that okay and then as he goes yeah never mind i'm not going to tell you just okay and it was just like very... all right you prick <laughs> yeah he is being kind of a prick and he's very like I said, he's just very callous. Yeah. And that wasn't a side to him that we really saw before. And yeah. He was very, he seemed like he was a more caring person. But as he develops his auger abilities, he becomes so callous. And you see that the first thing he did when he developed his auger powers was he had everyone cut themselves so they died. He has a very dark side. Yes, he does. And actually, I'm going to say part of this could also reside in the fact that ever since uh, he was at basically the mage school, 
he has been stepped on left and right and taken advantage of. He's been the one that's been manipulated. Yeah. He's never been the manipulator until he has these auger abilities where this is now an option for him. He now is taking it to like, you know what? It's time to give these people who try to take advantage of me a taste of their own medicine because he's done with it. He's had it. Yeah. So that's where I feel like that's where the shift kind of comes in is like now he has the power to do it. It's very much uh, like somebody who's like you see this kind of villain archetype a lot where it's that bullied kid in school where now he's got the power to overthrow his bullies and he also subjugate his bullies instead. That's what I feel like Davian is starting to do is like, okay, now these people are trying to hold one over on me, not on my watch. That's fair. No, I agree. I agree, definitely. And I actually, I've been thinking a lot about something you said last time. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right. I think Davian is Talcomar. Uh, I think my theory wasn't that Davian's Talcomar, but uh, the guy he was training with was Talcomar. Or at least those two were always interconnected, that the two were always kind of going back and forth and they were friends through all time. Okay, I thought that we were talking about Davian being Talcomar. I am because so the reason I got to that when I was thinking about it, I was because I was looking at them as the polar opposites. Mm -hmm. So Davian puts on a nice face, but he has a very dark interior. He has that callousness that when push comes to shove, he's almost cruel. And how mm -hmm. he does things. Whereas Talkmar, Kaden, everyone sees him as the villain. Everyone sees him as this terrible person when his natural instinct is to protect, to help, to save. And so they're opposites. And this is where I am. Oftentimes you see in stories and such, the protagonist and antagonist, they are of a reflection of each other. Mm, okay. And so I think that's what this is. In a lot okay. of ways. This is, I think Davian and Talcomar are either reflections of each other, or it's that Davian, he develops further on into Talcomar. I think he, it could be that he goes back in time. He goes, like he starts going through and then he gets captured by the main bad guy and serves him and he develops into his number one soldier and he keeps going through time and then he loses it ends up fighting against him is able to do that changes and he loses his memory hmm. because Talcomar Kaden is not in his actual body that's yeah. one of the things that it talks about when he talks to that guy he says, I'm just surprised you took that body. So he's shape-shifting right now. Yes. So when he reveals who he actually looks like, it's I have a feeling it's going to be Davian. Ooh. Very interesting. I'm excited to see how some I'm excited to see how some of our theories pan out and don't pan out. <laughs> Same. I I could hundred hundred percent be wrong on all of that. But I think it would be but, really cool if it was. Yeah, but I really do like the take that you made where it's just like the two are two very polar opposites. And mm -hmm. as you're talking about, I was like, yeah, you're 100% right. Whereas, again, Davian is very much like, ah, this is the good guy. Look at him. He's trying to be nice, being kind. Ah, here's Caden, the bad guy, who's been considered a mass murderer. And then you look at their intents where Davian gets very greedy real quick. Mm -hmm. Like we see that even his training with the, the auger. He's just like, I need to know the, all the truths about th this guy. So he dives into the memory. He rips it out of him. Yeah. Whereas Caden takes more of the cautious approach. He's like, you know what? I wouldn't want that done to me. So I'm not going to do it to them. Exactly. So I really like that comparison you made. It's going to be really interesting to see when he gets his memories back, what flips, if anything flips, or if he stays as is. 
and that's another trope that i really enjoy in seeing what people do with it so it's like in i'm um, total recall there's i uh, have you seen total oh, yeah. recall yeah i've seen total Either recall yeah okay and it's very much that the person regains their memories who are they are they who they used to be or are they who they were after they lost their memories which persona is going to be the dominant one yeah so I, I love that trope a ton and just because yeah sorry i was like the first time i really got experienced that trope was with the knights of the old republic and that was just it was done phenomenally Revan. yeah yeah uh, i loved i love that it was such a good twist like it was just so and it's done so well i love that trope so much I I, I want to see it more nowadays. I'll be honest. <laughs> I actually appreciate that we don't. Okay. Because it is such a wonderful trope, but if it's overused, it becomes mm. cliche, and then it's not. It's not As fun effective. when it happens. True. Very true. And it's it's at the perfect spot for me where okay it's common enough people know about it, and everyone can list one or two examples. But how many times is that actually brought up? How many times are you just like, oh, it's this trope, and people hear it and they're just like, eh, whatever. Instead, they're like, oh, that's a fun one. At least to me, that's yeah. how it feels. No, I, and I, again, as you brought it, I was like, okay, I, I have to agree. I have to agree. Because if it's done too much, it's not a, as fun and interesting when it's done just the right amount, where it's just like, oh, it's this trope, all right. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I think that's a good place to put the bookmark in for now. We will probably pick this up in a couple of weeks. We got two more episodes of book one. And then we can give kind of like our overall fill of the book as yeah. we go forward. Excited about all that. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. All right. Thanks for tuning in.